0: reading short and deep hi i'm jesse and i'm eric and today we're reading short and deep dr heidegger's experiment by nathaniel hawthorne first published in the knickerbocker january 1837 as the fountain of youth and i will give a little pricey of the story which is about a doctor named Heidegger who has claimed to receive a shipment from Florida of some of the water of the Fountain of Youth. He invites three um, male friends and one female friend over uh, to have a drink. <laughs> and, and what happens, Jesse? Um <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I think the title uh, experiment is not really what's going on. I think it's a demonstration rather than an experiment. What do you think about that term? Because I I think he knows exactly what he's doing this doctor. I think
1: you're right. But I, I think it would help people to get an idea of what he he does.
0: Yeah. Okay. so he he invites them to observe as he drops a rose into a very old rose a 55 year old rose that he's had in a book um, pressed between the pages he drops it in a vase full of this liquid of the fountain of youth and it proceeds to grow young again uh, re-bloom and grow green and red and then uh, he pours them uh, for glasses and they enjoy the drink
1: yeah, uh, eagerly.
0: Um,
1: I agree with you. It's uh, he, you know, he knows what he's doing. I uh, the way I view it, so what, what we discover is that that these people are old. We're told right in the beginning that they uh, really have become not simply old but miserably old. Um, the businessman, Mr. Medburn, has lost his money, and and so on. Each of these people has had a youth which was promising, but an old age that gave the lie to that promise. Uh, The woman, uh, the widow, Witcherly, is obviously a widow. Uh, So to the extent that being married is supposedly a good condition or happily married, a good condition for a woman in the uh, first third of the the first 37 years of the 19th century in America, uh, she's failed at that. And her name sort of, you know, she's a witch, you know, there's something weird. Um, these disappointed people come to to Heidegger because he's invited them. And he, at one point he congratulates himself on having picked this particular set of old friends. And the word old clearly has two meanings here. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are of long standing, uh, but they are, in fact, decrepit, as is the rose that you point to. So they see the demonstration of the rose, and then he says, would you guys like to try this? Help me with an experiment, he says. And they do. In fact, they drink three drafts of the water each. Mm -hmm. And by the time they've consumed the third draft, they are young and foolish and full of all kinds of energy including sexual energy it turns out that all three of the men at one time or another had been suitors of the widow witcherly but since her surname is witcherly not medburn killigrew or gascoigne we know Mm -hmm. that they all failed at at being able to consummate their desire with this woman Um, she gets young again and starts adjusting her cap and she even makes fun of heidegger Mm -hmm. Heidegger says, you know, it cost me a lot of effort to learn enough about life to tolerate being old. I am not going to risk that by going through youth again. So he sits there actually on a big chair that looks like a throne. It's described while these three people, four people get younger and younger and younger. And what happens is they lose all of their wisdom. They start the men start fighting each other physically over access to the widow. And the widow says to Heidegger, would you like to dance, old man? I mean, she's she all of these people who are miserable on their social conditions just because they have youth are disdainful of the man who gave them that opportunity. Um, But then the rose starts withering again. And they start losing their youth again, at the end of which uh, Heidegger says, well, you've taught me a lesson. It's better not to try to, uh, to chase after the impossibilities of youth. But then the very last paragraph says that these four people had taught themselves no such lesson and they are off to Florida <laughs> to see if they can find um, Ponte de Leon's. The fabled fountain of youth, and that's the end of the story. So, I have a lot of questions about it, and I. But you've already given us one good one, and that is, do you think it's an experiment? You have asked, mm-hmm. um, and I, 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 I have my own ideas about it, but you know, I guess you do too, Jesse.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I would. I mean, it's he says experiment. Um, it's in the title, but. You know, there are two more than one kind of experiment. There's a the kind of experiment, you know, a scientist does when he's trying to figure out what's going on inside something and test a theory. And then there's the kind of experiment that you do with students in a science classroom where you know what the results are, but you are trying to show students how uh, some certain reaction happens when you have done this experiment a thousand times. And to me, the description of the 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 melancholy old creatures, right? these four characters and their various histories, uh, seems to me that um, that Heidegger knows exactly what he's doing. And he's sort of, in fact, I think it's not even Heidegger. I think it's, it's uh, Hawthorne knows exactly what he's doing because Hawthorne sort of, he pokes his head into this story a couple of times at a, a couple of points. And he says, you know, whether this story is true or not, it's, you know, a nice fable. And um, and here's the various histories of these characters. So I, I, I want to talk about those four characters. And sort of, you, you said something very curious to me. You said they lost whatever wisdom they had had. <laughs> or something to that effect. And I think they had no wisdom at all. And that just the infirmity of age had made them seem wise, perhaps. So uh, the... Mr. Medbourne was a rich merchant who we hear gambled away all his money and is now as rich as a mendicant, which is, I I think, a beggar. Uh, Colonel Colonel Kilgrew uh, took on very many sinful pleasures, um, presumably drink and uh, whoring or something. Gout is the response and pain is his lot. Right. Gascoigne was a politician of evil fame who now uh, doesn't even have the fame. He's now so obscure as nobody even knows who he is. And the widow Witcherly, once a beauty, uh, was followed by scandal and now lives in seclusion because of that scandal. These are not a a wise bunch. And when, when Heidegger is about to pour them their refreshment he he says would you like to pause and just think about what you would do if you were young again and what what policies you might have that would uh, make that renewing of life again a wise one or you know what would you do differently if you were young and they all refuse to answer his question they laugh it off and then of course they revert to their old ways uh, being lecherous after the same woman fighting about themselves knocking over the the glass uh, vase uh spilling the liquid and running off to florida to be fools again it seems to me that this is uh uh some sort of uh you know biblical fable of some sort rather than a an experiment i think that uh what
1: you're saying is, is, is right um, in some ways, in, in many ways. Uh, but I, I would say that it's still an experiment. Uh, I think it's an experiment in many ways. I think the experiment is not to see whether or not people can become younger by drinking this elixir. The experiment is to see what will happen to those people when they become younger. I think that the experiment is not to test the liquid. The experiment right. is to test the people.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And Dr. Heidegger is himself a bitter, bitter man. The the supposed wisdom that these folks have is the wisdom to know to stop struggling. Right. They've lost the ability to struggle in the world. And. That is, in fact, a wise position if one recognizes what the world thinks of them. Uh, That phrase you quoted, uh, they were melancholy old creatures. The the narrator continues, who had been unfortunate in life and whose greatest misfortune it was that they were not long ago in their graves. Mm -hmm. Now, that that supercilious, nasty, unsympathetic attitude I think is not the reader having a sense of what these four people think of themselves, like, gosh, I wish I were dead. I mean, mm-hmm. if you wish it enough, it's it's easy to arrange. All right? It's somebody else saying these people would have been better off dead. And the question then is who? And one could think, well, this narrator – or if you like, you can think that he is a stand-in for the author. Um, Hawthorne, perhaps, would think that people who are old and have been uh, nasty in their youth should be dead, but I don't think that's so. I think he's making a more general, that is Hawthorne, a more general condemnation of what it means to chase after, arrogantly to chase after the the promises that one thinks one can fulfill in youth because Heidegger himself has done the same thing. Heidegger's rose represents the fiance he had who died 55 years ago on the eve of their marriage. She had become ill and he had given her an elixir of his own composition, mm. and she had died. Her name is Sylvia Ward. Sylvia means a woman of the forest or of, the, of nature. She should have been natural, she should have been beautiful, and the rose, after all, is traditionally the symbol both for romance and of the Virgin Mary. Right? There should have been something pure, and her last name, Ward, is either someone who guards or someone who is guarded, that is mm-hmm. kept safe. Sylvia Ward should have been the ward of Dr. Heidegger, but instead of caring for her properly, he arrogantly believed that he had the special wisdom to overcome nature and to make her whole when she was ill, and his arrogance cost her her life, and it cost him a lifetime of unhappiness. He also is a melancholy, in fact, bitter old creature. Mm-hmm. I think he had already run the experiment with the rose and knew that it would revert to its, its pressed, withered state when he ran the experiment with his supposed old friends. I think this is a story in which we see a man consumed with schadenfreude, He wants to say that his bitterness is the same bitterness that anybody would feel. And I think that the story as a whole is meant to let us know that the arrogance of youth, in fact, leads to unhappiness. We need to recognize that just like the waters of the Fountain of Youth, which in their chaotic mutual violence um, the vase, as you mentioned, gets knocked to the ground and broken and spilled just as the waters of the fountain of youth can be spilled carelessly, accidentally by indulging the high spirits of youth. So, in fact, can the youth that we are given, you know, that whatever energy and vigor we have at any stage in life can be wasted if we allow ourselves to do it. I think Dr. Heidegger's experiment could also be viewed As an experiment that Hawthorne is working out a a narrative experiment to see if he can get across a point about the problems of youth. And he does this by juxtaposing two different kinds of people, those who are too foolish to see that you shouldn't try to go back and have that kind of youth and those that is Heidegger himself who recognize that. There is no going back. He will never overcome that bitterness. The best he can do, in his case, sadly, is impose bitterness on others. Mm. Hawthorne, I think, is letting us see how evil it is to allow oneself to dwell on the failures of misspent youth.
0: Mm. I, I I just realized that there's there's textual backing up for what you're saying too, um uh well described and part of part of the best parts of the story to me is the description of, Dr Heidegger's study, which has many objects which are described, but <laughs> he literally has a skeleton in his closet. <laughs> he does, um and that the mention of Sylvia Ward. Um, uh, her appearance in the story it doesn't serve uh, the any other reading than the one I think you're pointing to, and I, I really like that. Thank I, you.
1: I, I, If I may, I, I want to push the Sylvia Ward a little bit further. Sure. In in that well described study, um, we notice that we are told that there is a mirror,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and the mirror has a tarnished it's a dusty mirror that has a tarnished frame
0: Mm
1: -hmm. now heidegger sits in front of that mirror and he sees miraculously when his four invited old folk become young he looks in that mirror and miraculously he sees them as still old Mm -hmm. we're told that on the wall opposite the mirror there is a full-length portrait of a beautiful young lady, Mm -hmm. and that, in fact, is Sylvia Ward, which means, if you do the geometry, that when Heidegger is sitting in that throne-like chair, seeing those four old people act foolish in their second childhoods, the mirror reflects them as still young, and if Heidegger can see into that mirror. He can also see what's on the wall behind him. He is seeing Sylvia Ward at the same time he sees them. And he is being reminded that he too wasted his youth because he was careless in his dealings with the natural world that he should have guarded. This is also about not just in general, um, Asking us to ward, care for, guard the, the powers we have as, as young, but also not to think that the power we get through science and through learning should be enough to make us arrogant and engage in trying to change the world. He still sees the image of Sylvia Ward. It may be behind him, but it's before his eyes, even as he performs this experiment.
0: Yeah, Uh, there's another story by uh, Hawthorne that that sort of says the same story, except we're much closer to it, and that's The Birthmark, where uh, a young woman, beautiful, has uh, the doctor experiment upon her to get rid of the birthmark that it's not that bad. Other people wouldn't mind, but, you know, perfection is perfection, and it's an imperfection on her cheek, a little birthmark on her cheek in the shape of a hand. He has to get rid of it. He ends up killing her in the process of removal. That's um, a great story. It is a great story. In in, uh, in that story, um,
1: Aylmer, the husband scientist, um, refers to the birthmark in the shape of a hand uh, on Georgiana's face. He refers to it as the fairy mark manual, manual meaning of the hand it's Mm -hmm. a a fairy mark and that's how the rest of the world views it it's just an interestingly shaped birthmark but not to Aylmer he's got to use his science to overcome things it makes me ask about this story Dr. Heidegger's experiment to some extent it looks like it's science fiction because we've got this stuff that has a predictable result and the fellow is called Dr. Heidegger and Mm -hmm. uh, although he certainly is not following the Hippocratic Oath Um, He is not trying to uh, fail to do harm to people. Um, But yet the story is constructed much like a fairy tale. It's three drinks of the water that has to be done. And the rose both blooms and then fades away. We have... Uh, A mirror that doesn't reflect people as they actually are, but as their inner spirit is, uh, which is the old bitter melancholy uh, person. Uh, We have the trappings of a fairy tale here kind of amalgamated with a science fiction story, whereas uh, the birthmark is much more clearly science fiction. They're both fantastic. But this one. Uh, I can see why the narrator says, well, maybe you think I just made it up. but still an interesting fiction because he's not willing to make a real world claim for it. He's only willing to make the sort of moral claim that one gets by examining the best works of imagination, even fairy tales.
0: There's uh, there's one one thing that I think we're leaving out and I think we need to address it is that it's also quite a funny story. Um, I laughed a couple of times out loud. Uh, while reading it. And, um, you know, one way to read that drink that's poured into the glasses is that it's just alcohol. It sort of (laughs) turns people into fools, and they they act the fool uh, like children when they drink it. It's poured into champagne glasses. It's bubbly like champagne. They drink it. Their cheeks, the very first thing that happens, their cheeks become rosy red. And then they dance around like idiots, uh, even though, you know, they all have rheumatism. <laughs> he, when he sees them in the mirror, um, he <laughs> is seeing them as they are, not as they they see themselves, perhaps. Oh, that's great, Jesse. That is it,
1: terrific. And the experiment is simply whether or not Heidegger can fool them into thinking that ordinary alcohol
0: right. is the elixir of youth. Lovely. It's it's cute, but there's the 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 sign to me that this is this has got a lot of comedy in it is the 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 final description of or well not the final one of the final descriptions of the chamber the the study and it it's about the the book which I, I like to think is the Necronomicon because of <laughs> because of uh, various descriptions it has but I I want to read this section because I think it's wonderful. Uh, it goes like this. Um, there were no letters on the back, and nobody could tell the title of the book. But it was well known to be a book of magic. And once, when a chamber uh, a chambermaid had lifted it, merely to brush away the dust, the skeleton had rattled in its closet. The picture of the young lady had stepped one foot upon the floor, and several ghastly faces had peeped forth from the mirror, while the brazen head of Hippocrates frowned and said, forbear <laughs> 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 that is pure comedy right there it's terrific but
1: and <laughs> and it is in keeping it's that it's it's uh, in keeping with what we've been saying so far because the the book says you know don't do it mm-hmm. but but he's doing it I, I think there's something else going on as fantastic and fairy taleish and funny as this is it also turns out to be i think i've never seen this in any of the criticism so you throw me out of the room if you want jesse but I think this is an incredibly erudite book. Um, I mean, story, all of the names, not just Sylvia Ward, have meanings. So um, it turns out that that Heidegger, I mean, there are a lot of Heideggers and Martin Heidegger is most well known today, but would be irrelevant in 1837. Um, We should just in order to justify this, it's important to know that that Hawthorne was well-read and well-educated and lived in Europe for a while. In fact, his first novel is based on his experiences living in uh, in Italy, the Marble Fawn. Um, but he also lived in London. Heidegger, there was a man named um, John uh, Jacob uh, Heidegger, who was born Johann Jakob Heidegger in Switzerland, who in the middle of the 19th century, okay, uh, was, in fact, a very famous impresario in London who staged opera and was well known for putting on remarkable, remarkable displays. Okay, now, why should I mention that? Um, Is that what our Dr. Heidegger is doing? So who is (laughs) Medbourne? Well, turns out there is a 17th century English actor, uh, playwright named Medbourne, who among other things was famous for having been part of a group that assaulted a messenger from the revels office and beat him. And in fact, he was and the whole group was arrested, charged, jailed, and fined. The revels office was the crown office in charge of censoring lewd plays on or or anti-governmental. I mean, it was the official censorship office of the English crown. And Medbourne did not want the the messenger from the revels office to be able to get to the theater in order to stop the performance. So they, they waylaid him, right? They wanted to do stuff that was forbidden. Colonel Killigrew, who is Killigrew? Well, it turns out that Killigrew was an English dramatist also, Mm. right? And, He was himself known to be a a witty, dissolute figure at the court of Charles II. His most famous play is something called The Parson's Wedding, having to do with, you know, sex and what should be um, something that's uh, religious and straight laced. The best, though, is, I think, George Gascoigne. George Gascoigne um, was a playwright and he also was a poet. He was better known as a poet. Gascoigne has a poem that I would like to read to you. It's called For That He Looked Not Upon Her. You must not wonder, though you think it's strange, to see me hold my lowering head so low, and that mine eyes take no delight to range about the gleams which on your face do grow. The mouse which once hath broken out of trap is seldom enticed with the trustless bait, but lies aloof for fear of more mishap, and feedeth still in doubt of deep deceit. The scorched fly which once had scaped the flame will hardly come to play again with fire, whereby I learn that grievous is the game which follows fancy dazzled by desire so that I wink or else hold down my head because your blazing eyes, my bail, that is sorrow, have bred. So Gascoigne's poem, it's a famous poem, is, you know, I learned once that it was, I got hurt by being attracted to your beauty. I will not do it again. And what Hawthorne has given us is someone doing the exact opposite. Mm. He does it with Lady Witcherly, with Widow Witcherly. In fact, William Witcherly was a quite famous uh, dramatist. um, And his most famous his most famous um, play is called The Country Wife. The Country Wife was known for being so lewd that people even understood the pun in the title, The Country oh. Wife. So look at what Hawthorne has done here. He has an impresario who has set up the meeting of three men, violent and lewd men having to do with the stage, who are after a lewd woman <laughs> who is the cell herself. Representative of what men will do to stage life as they want it, all to show us that we follow after these things so foolishly that the poem that says we learn better, in fact, is wrong. Just like the moth who goes to the flame, if he gets scorched, he goes again anyway. Mm. This is a moral warning as well as a farce about these old people. Funny fairy tale I enjoyed it. I think you did too
0: mm-hmm, but there's always more to say.